This is Meet My Followers, episode number 42 for October 1st, 2010. Hi, I'm your host, Kate Dworkin, and this is the podcast where I interview my actual Twitter followers. Today's guest is DeAndre Upshaw at DeAndre Says. Today's guest is someone who is just Involved in a lot of different things, and, and so I, I knew that I had to pull her on, but especially with her, her cupcake loving coming up here, um, I knew that I, I had to get her on before the event happened. Kelly, thank you for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, Kate. I appreciate it. You have listened to an episode or two before, I know, and uh, why don't you just uh, introduce yourself to the, to the listeners of the show? Okay. Well, my name is Kelly Garcia, and I have a small business called Butter and Me. And um, I'm a mom and a wife, and I'm one of the organizers of the Cupcake Love-In, which is taking place on 10-10-10 at the Hotel Valley House. Okay, and, and, and talk to me a little bit about uh, the business that you're in, because, you know, obviously Butter and Me is, is, is a great Twitter name that I know, right? But I don't know it as much more than just that. There's obviously a real business behind it, though. Right. Well, what we are now is a custom um, pre-order bakery. So we don't have a storefront yet. Um, we just have a commercial kitchen that we bake out of. And basically we take uh, custom orders. Usually we need about two days notice and we do all events. We do, you know, from the smallest dozen cupcakes being delivered to an office for a birthday to bigger events, you know, catered for, you know, 500 people. Um, we've done a lot of uh, community events around town. We've done a lot of Yelp events. We're, we're trying to be involved in the community um, and try to donate when we can. So that's basically what we do. Okay, and how did you get started down this path? Because, I mean, the, the baking realm is its own entire universe in my eyes. And, and uh when, when you decide to start a business in that space, it, it, it's a big leap, but I mean, how did you get to that choice? Well, when I started having children, um, I decided I wanted to be baking their cakes for them. So that's where it started. It started you know, a long time ago, baking for them. Um, my, love came from my, my love of baking came from my grandmother, so I used to watch her bake. Um, so I started doing that when I started having kids. And then as time went by, I had people asking me, um, you know, kids, parents would ask me from the birthday parties that I'd bake for, for my children. They'd say, oh, can you bake that cake for my daughter? Or can you bake that cake for my son? Or can you do that for my, you know, for my party? And that's kind of where the business part of it started. Um, And that's where the, you know, the kind of the meshing of the two things came together basically. So, I mean, obviously, right, you, you get thrown into this kind of business concept, right? I mean, you weren't setting out to, you know, start a business here, it sounds like. It sounds like you were just trying to, to you know, create great treats for, for your kids and their friends. And then all of a sudden, a business exactly. opportunity hits you in the exactly. face. That's, that's Yeah, it, it didn't start out with me going, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to go into business for myself. That's, that's not where it came from at all. It just, it was me challenging myself and doing things, you know, with baked goods, you know, and trying to do new things. And that's, that's where it came from. And then when people started asking me and there started to be, you know, like the demand, you know, like people saying, Oh, can you do this for me? Can you do that for me? And I thought, well, maybe I could turn this into a business and, 
you know, my kids were older and I thought, wow, I have some time here and I can do this and maybe this will work. And that's exactly where it came from. That's, that's really interesting that you had the confidence that a lot of entrepreneurs or a lot of potential entrepreneurs uh, typically lose is the fact that, that you know, they, they try really hard to you know, figure out what that business concept is and then find a way to monetize against it. But you just kind of did it anyways because, you know what, hey, it worked in your situation. That's awesome. Yeah, it just it just had a fit for me. I don't, you know, some things just fell into place. Um, I got my commercial kitchen. Um, you know, my husband had come up with the name Butter and Me many years ago, and just things started falling into place, and it felt right. It felt like a good fit at the time, and so that's that's where it evolved from, and it's been evolving ever since. So, um, and Twitter's been, you know, obviously a huge tool for me as well. Um, taken my business to another level as well. Well, talk to me about how how that's happened through Twitter because I mean, obviously, you know, you and I have followed one another because of the the involvement in events that you've been a part of um, and, and all that fun stuff. But how is that? How has Twitter, the platform, helped you gain either a larger uh, consumer base or or, uh, or just exposure for your business? Well, it, it, and it it evolved kind of the same way. You know, I got on Twitter. Um, with my business and started following local people. And then I started doing events for local people who were on Twitter. And then they started tweeting, you know, comments about my baked goods. And then I've got more followers. And then I had more people reaching out to me and asking me to do events or purchasing cupcakes or purchasing, you know, a cake here and there. And again, evolved organically with the, with, my Twitter account. And so it just kind of gradually, gradually came to be, I don't know if that makes sense. Uh, it was an organic growth structure, right? I mean, it wasn't something that you were investing a ton of, of, you know, resources of cash and marketing into it just kind of pieced together on its own. That's really, really yeah. fortunate. It came, yeah. And, and the thing was, when I got on Twitter, I didn't really, I didn't know anything about Twitter. You know, I didn't know, um, again, my husband suggested that this was something, this was a tool that I, I might want to use. And so I didn't know anything, you know, I didn't know what I was doing really. And so, you know, again, growing it slowly, it wasn't something that just, you know, boom overnight happened. It just, it just kind of evolved over time as I did more events, as people kind of got my name, I got my name out there through Twitter and it was, you know, it's been such an amazing experience Twitter has for me because I've met so many um, amazing people um, who do so many different things. And I've been involved with so many different events and I have, I feel like I've met people I wouldn't have met other, you know, without Twitter. I just, ha I just know I wouldn't have met them. Well, that's that's really interesting that, that you would have those kinds of, of feelings about the platform, right? I mean, you know, you've used the tool in, in the best way, way you can just as a person, right? Person to person, build these connections um, and, and, and then to be able to uh, have them, you know, support your business. That's, that's, that's awesome. But let's talk a little bit about uh, the uh, Cupcake Lovin'. I mean, I know that's an event that, that is, you know, right around the corner now. Uh, so, uh, you know, talk right. to me about that event. Well, it, that was funny how that came to be. Um, I was actually approached a couple years ago um, by Brian Shaler, um, whom I met 
it was after an Ignite. Um, it was at an after party after Ignite. Mm-hmm. And he mentioned to me, maybe we should do a cupcake camp. And my thoughts were, hmm, what's cupcake camp? You know, at that time, it was a couple years ago, they, they were relatively new. Um, they weren't, they, there wasn't a lot of them. I think the one that Brian went to was in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So at that time, my business was just starting. I was just new to Twitter. And I wasn't ready to do cupcake camp. So it was one of those things I put in the back of my mind and said, hmm, maybe I'll revisit this later. And fast forward to the spring of this year, I was on Twitter and I started seeing a lot of tweets about cupcake camps going on in other parts of the country, Seattle, um, New York, Los Angeles, and they are even going on in other parts of the world, like places that you wouldn't even dream, you know, like mm-hmm. there's a cupcake camp. Um, and I thought, wow, I remembered Brian Shaler's comment to me. And I thought, wow, this is something that we need to do in Phoenix. So I contacted my friend and uh, Chef Pastry, uh, Chef Tracy Dempsey, and I asked her if she would be interested in co-organizing this event with me. And she said, yes, I'd love to. And so we got our team together, who is Heather Gill from Heather Gill Photography and, and um, Carrie Conlin from Type A Events and Sharon Krieger from Ride Marketing, all of whom are on Twitter, all of whom I've met through Twitter and through Tracy. So we got this group together. We contacted Brian. And basically, we started going over kind of how we saw the event to be. And what happened was, is the event that we envisioned and what uh, what Cupcake Camp was, was a little different. And not the same structure, some different ways of doing things. And our thoughts were, well, it's not the Cupcake Camp structure, therefore maybe we should just make it our own event rename it and go on with go on that path with cupcake lovin and that's where it that's where it evolves with with brian's blessing and you know that's but he planted the idea and that's that's basically where it came from and that's where cupcake lovin uh, evolved from so um we decided that we wanted to do uh, a charity event where it involved cupcakes, where the participants involved would bring cupcakes for the attendees. We'd make it a low price point where everybody could come. Like $10 is not a high price point. Mm-hmm. We wanted kids to be there. We wanted to be family friendly. We wanted there to be things for kids to do. So we created a kids decorating station. Um, and then we have um, Snap Booth Entertainment providing a photo booth for kids to go in and take their photos with their cupcakes. We have um, a decorating demo going on by ABC Cake Supply and, and Decorating here in, from here from Phoenix, mm-hmm. and so we have lots of things going on at the event. It's not just cupcake tasting. It's you know much more than that. We have a cupcake eating contest. Wow. We have some judging going on for the different. You know we have several different categories like best frosting, best use of secret ingredient, most outrageous. And it's it's all meant to be fun. Nothing serious here. I mean, it's meant to be a, a, a fun 
family-friendly event that raises money for two great local charities. And and I congratulate so. you on you know how far this has already come, right? It seems like this event has got a lot of momentum behind it because I'm 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 hearing rumblings from multiple directions from multiple people throughout the valley, and and I've been kind of on lockdown in the last few weeks, uh, taking care of some personal stuff. So that that that's a, a, a you know huge up to to what you guys are doing and, and uh, what's coming together. Uh, talk to me a little well, bit. Really, go for it. Go ahead. No, no, go, go, go. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, we. what's been great about this event as well is that we've really involved the community and we've been supported by this community, which has been amazing, especially in these challenging times that we're in. I mean, we, the sponsors that we have, the people that have, you know, provided services for the, for the love and I mean, I just, I'm so humbled by it all. I mean, we have Seesaw Designs who designed our logo there on Twitter and whom I've met through Twitter. Um, we had Jordan Roberts, who I met through Mark uh, Dudlick. He designed our poster. Um, we have uh, Heidi Clanch from Blue Sparrow Design. She designed our WordPress site. Um, we have the Pagely hosting our site. Um, we have Hotel Valley Ho providing the venue. We have Viking and Woodcase Cabinetry. We have Yelp and Foodies Like Us. We have Eater AZ, the guys over at Eater AZ supporting us. Um, I mean, I could go on and on about the great community support that we've had. I mean, it's been amazing. And then, of course, Sam, she's doing our social media and our PR, you know, some of our PR for, through social media. Um, so it's been a real community bonding experience you know i mean i've just been i've just been so happy about the the outpouring of support it's been great absolutely right i mean it's one of those things where you know i'm always amazed by people and how much they're willing to put out and and help if you give them the opportunity to um and and so i I really feel like this is one of those uh, kind of flashpoint of case study events that that can really show that people are the people who are going to help you. So if you're willing to help them first, they will come running in droves to do the same for you. And it definitely yeah, is starting to feel that great. way uh, because I know that you were involved in Twestiful and a couple other events that that you know what were very much charity minded. And so you've helped people promote their events. They're going to come running back and helping you. Well, Kelly- yeah, and that's actually where I met um, Charles from Brand X. He's another one I want to mention him too because he has been amazing he's been he hasn't said no to anything he's been so supportive and um part of the proceeds of our t-shirt sales he's giving back to our charities i just have to throw that out there because i I forgot to mention him he's he's been great so he's He's another big team player in this whole thing. Absolutely. I mean, I want to make sure that that everybody who needs their props get them on the show because I know this is probably going to be one of the longer interviews that you get to go and and do relating to the loving. So absolutely get all your shout outs out of the way. Uh, But, you know, you know that uh, I typically end these episodes by asking people who are some of the folks who they enjoy uh, content from on Twitter or just the social networks in general. So, you know, if there's anybody who's kind of outside the love in that you want to give a shout out to, or even if they're involved, give them a shout out. Well, there's, oh my gosh, there's so many people on Twitter <laughs> that, um, you know, I take, you know, I, and, and I'm not on Twitter as much as I'd like to be. I can just say that because I've been so busy. Sure. I haven't been on the last several months as much as I'd like to be, but, you know, Paige, um, Delarmy, Paige, Paige, I am, she's one that I, you know, 
tweet with and and watch what she says. Um, Jennifer Majori um, from Locals Only Phoenix, who's also doing a webcast at our event, I must say. So that's pretty awesome. Um, let's see, Chris Lee, um, Heather, uh, Heather, his wife, Aussie mm-hmm. Heather, yep. um, AZ Missy, Jay Walensky, um, let's see, AZ Foothills Magazine. Um, I keep kind of you know, on current events. Oh, Chef Gwen. Um, she's one that I, you know, really watch what she says. Um, you know, I watch what you say. You know, I just, I have, I follow a lot of people mm-hmm. and to name them, to name everybody who's had some oh. sort of effect on me would be daunting. But um, I, I do watch people, you know, when I get on, you know, it's kind of like an addiction when I am on, you know, I feel like I'm only on for 15 minutes and I look at the clock and I'm like, oh my gosh, I've been on for an hour, (laughs) you know, because there is so many things, you know, the first place I go to when something happens is Twitter, just because I can find out immediately faster than the news, you know, which is, which is great. And I always like to hear comments about different you know, things going on in our community. And I feel like I can get that, that information really fast through Twitter. Um, anything that's going on, an event, you know, something happened in the news, you know. And then, of course, there's this, those people that I follow just because they're funny or they say interesting things or, you know, they think out of the box. And, you know, there's so many of those people on Twitter as well. Um so I'm I'm constantly using it as you know some sort of resource <laughs> um, for something. Well, it, so. it, it's a great platform to do any of that and all of that and more because it just it it allows people to misuse it in my in my terminology in in any way that makes sense to them. So you know you can use it as a as a you know content you know publication platform. You can use it as you know a listening platform. You can use it as a promotion platform. It just it it it. it it, because it is not defined in a very explicit way, it's a great platform for use. But, Kelly, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you having me, Kate. Take care. <laughs> Well, that pretty much finishes up this episode of the show. I hope that you enjoyed meeting Kelly. Please follow her on Twitter. That's at Butter and Me. Uh, head on over to her website, ButterandMe.com. And if you're in the local Phoenix area and want some tickets to the Cupcake Love Inn, head on over to CupcakeLoveIn.com to do so. You'll see all the great sponsors and uh, beneficiaries of the event, and uh, hopefully you'll uh, get involved by coming out. Guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the show. I hope that you will come back tomorrow and listen to that episode. Uh, Either way, though, guys, have a great day.